It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run with Ricardo Ball and Justin Marshall. Boom far on SENZ. At 23 away from three here on SENZ, this is your Bunnings Trade Rugby Run. Uh, you can power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. And uh, joining us now to talk uh, the Super Rugby Super Round is uh, Ben Castle. Uh, g'day, Ben, how you doing? Oh, good afternoon, Ricardo. Good, thank you. Uh, you guys are here you're, um, debating the Savia stuff, but you want to put it to bed, Marshy, I understand that. Yeah, mate, definitely yeah. wanting to put it to bed, aren't you, Marshy? Yeah, I am. Um, what's your personal take on it, Betty? Uh, oh, look, I'm, I'm along the same lines as you. Look, it was um, Artie said what he needed to say at the, at the end of the game. It's probably something um, no one likes to see, but it's, it's just one of these moments that there are, there are a lot of them throughout the game that the cameras don't often pick up as well. And I think he, uh, if he had his time again, he wouldn't have done it. But yeah, oh, I, I think what you said earlier, uh, no one knows exactly what was said. Um, the gesture um, obviously was um, replayed over and over and over again, as the um, Australian broadcasters like to do. Um, so it's just—it's one of these moments that I think we just—we just say, you know, it's part of the heat of the battle, and and we move on. But you know, it was—it was, it was um, certainly a fiery encounter between um, between two physical teams that had a, that game had quite a lot. And if it's a if it's a round that really kicked the competition into gear, I thought that match was certainly one of them. Did, did it surprise you, the competitiveness of that game? Like, when I looked at the, the, the weekend and the games, you know, there's some key ones, and we've got some coming up this afternoon that I thought, right, this is going to be interesting, but if I'm in a picking comp, I'm going, yeah, right, Hurricanes, no problem against the Rebels. Did, did you think that it was closer than what many people expected? Uh, yeah, look, at, I, I think the, the when the Hurricanes had control of it, um, it was kind of, yeah, well, this, we knew this was going to happen or we expected this to happen. But the, the Rebels are a very physical team. You know, they really pride themselves on, on breakdown work. They pride themselves on their, their physicality um, and the carry defensively. So I was actually surprised it got away on them as fast as it did. And it actually shell-shocked the Rebels for a while. But you could just see that through their pack, they started to get back into the game again. And I was really impressed with... Um, I guess the composure of that pack and the way they went about their work in the end to stay in the fight. Uh, so surprised a, a little that the Hurricanes had it so easy, um, probably at the start, but not so that they that the Rebels fought their way back in there because they scored some really good tries. That was all through their pack. Up front, where, where are you at with the the Dane Coles Omua selections? You know, where, where do you think? The Hurricanes are best suited. Let's let's take the future out of the mix and just go right. They're going for a, a title. Uh, you know who, who's who's the best player to be starting in that jersey? Well, I think they've got the mix pretty good at the moment. To be to be honest, I think the way that they're running the the rotation around their pack is actually really really working. Although they they probably uh, they got a bit out, uh, found out towards the 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 back end of that second half. But I think the way that Coles Coles experience. Coles' composure at the start of these big matches. And look, the Hurricanes haven't won their first game. Um, so this is going a week ago. Uh, haven't won their first game in 
and, and a number of seasons and to be two from two now, I think with the likes mm. of uh, the Coles in the mix there, with some of, some other younger players who are just a, a year older now, so starting to mature, I think that is a really good mix. And then bringing on the power and the pace and the, the, the aggression and the size and everything that Almua has, I mean, that's, that's a scary prospect to bring off the bench. Once you've been going at it for 40 minutes or even 50 minutes and then look up and you've got a Safa Almua coming at you, it would be disheartening as a as an opposition pack going, well, now we've, got to, we've just dealt with one of the world's best um, who, you know, could be, he's at the, the peak or at the end of the career and now we've got this other young beast to contain. So I, I think it's a, it's a good mix right now and I think they'll keep running with it. And, and look, I think if we're honest around Dane Coles also, whether he can go three, four, five games in a row is, is, is up for debate. I think they'll, they'll try and manage him. So giving him some rugby now and whether they look to a more for this big blues fixture they've got next week. That could, that could be a mix. But I think the way their front rowers uh, are being uh, rotated at the moment uh, is, is really solid. I think Lomax and Franks, uh, Mumia. I think that that's a really good mix at the moment for for the Hurricanes, and uh, that, that's one area where they're, I guess, in the in the past they've had to worry about, and now this is an area which is um, showing they're getting a bit of fruit for it. How worried were you, Ben, for the for the Hurricanes pack when you saw them go backwards and concede those two tries to um, the number eight from the Rebels? What was his name? Hardwick. Yeah, Hardwick. Yeah, that was um, that was certainly. That's when they started to come undone a little bit. And just look, front, the scrum is a, it's an interesting place. It's a wonderful place as well where things can change. <laughs> um, you know, it's, I know you'd like that, uh, Marsh, but things change just uh, like the click of the fingers. And one minute you're pushing a team off the ball, the next minute you're getting pushed off. And it is just sometimes a bit of co- a lack of concentration. But the Rebels really, I think, backed themselves at that point. They had a bit of momentum and they, and they really dominated. Uh, through those those two scrums and Hardwick off the back. I mean, you saw him, he just got rid of a couple of players pretty easily to get over the line. And, I mean, worried, yeah, I guess you'd, you'd sit back and go, well, they've got to get this right. And they ended up getting it right. You know, I mean, we, we've, we've seen packs do that across the competition. One time they'll, they'll push one forward and they'll, they'll get the wood over one and, and then they'll come back again. So, look, it's, it's one of these things where you, you'll take those scrums and look at how you how you get it right next time. But all in all, I think the Hurricanes would certainly be getting a pass mark for how they're operating up front. Keith, are looking pretty good, mate. Have you been impressed with the way they're trucking along? It was a great result, round one, obviously, against the Crusaders, and you would expect them to button off a little bit uh, in, in the game that they had last night. Um, but, you know, they're, they're still looking the, the, the complete part, I think. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I think they're, uh, they're certainly um, a, a team that would... You know, you, you don't often... They're always going to be there or thereabouts, but whether they've, they've shot out of the blocks, I mean, they're, what, 80, 83 points scored in the first two games. And what, what we're seeing again from that pack is you've got the, the that platform with the likes of Retallick in there just adding so much. And um, Tokio Hell in the, in the middle there at Hooker. But we're seeing Sawa Cooler, I thought, was outstanding yesterday. Jacobson, Kane, the mix they have there, they're getting the licence to to do what they need to do and, and roam pretty much and, start, and and getting them over the advantage line. So I think the Chiefs, yeah, sure, they had they shot out to a flyer and 29 points back against them because Moana Pacifica aren't, you know, they aren't a bad side. There are some really, there are quality players in there which are 
once they get going, are, are really hard to put away. And Aaron Major, you know, very experienced coach as well. So they still had to go out and win that game. And then you look at the scoreline today, what's written down in black and white, they've, they've done it pretty easily. So, I mean, they, they've got a, a reason. Well, what sort of test Highlanders? That's, they've got their Highlanders next week. So you'd say the way the Highlanders are going, Chiefs would probably back themselves to be three from three. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, well, let, let, let's look at this afternoon. Um, look, well, you, we, you know, you would have seen it, that little funny sky uh, advert and uh, little piece that we did, which had all the players sort of picking their top four um, and, and or even who was going to make the playoffs. Uh, and if you didn't, well, I'm educating you, mate, but you should have been doing your homework. Anyway, well, I digress. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the thing about it is, most of the players, that, and this is all of the top All Blacks, basically, that were involved with each franchise, had the Brumbies there, mate. They had them. They just said they're a niggly team. They're really hard to beat. The Blues have got them this afternoon. Where, where, where do you see this game? And, and do you see the Brumbies as the biggest threat from Aussie? Yeah, I, I do. I see that the Brumbies are, are a team, uh, you know, so, and you talk about uh, Stephen Lark earlier, and I think the Brumbies are. I mean, they've always been a quality outfit, whether they've um, always had momentum through campaigns at, at different times. You know, they, they've lost games they maybe should have won. But all in all, when you look at the, the history of the competition, the Brumbies are a team that have always been there or thereabouts. And I think they'll be the Blues' biggest biggest test uh, in, in Australia, across those Australian teams. But I cannot see the way the Blues played last week. And we both uh, were down there. Marty, watching watching that, that team go about their work, I, I just can't see how the pace and the power that they have across the board. Um, any team really sticking with them in these in these opening rounds, it'll it'll be injuries that may undo the Blues, but they look like they're they're well organised, well coached. They look really really fit. That's one thing that I mean. Some of these teams that are that are struggling, I think their fitness is the one that will let them down. Uh, like I mean, I've been super impressed with that. Uh, the loose forward trio, I think Dalton Papali'i is really standing out. Uh, Finlay Christie and Barrett, that's a really good 9-10 at the moment. And, and I mean, you must be impressed, Marty, watching the likes of the nines we've got, even Cam Roygaard for the Hurricanes. I think yeah. it's really, um, he had a really good game. I think some of these, the, the nines at the moment, and I mean, Weber, Weber's always been uh, a great super rugby performer and, and deserves the accolades he gets. But yeah, I'm really enjoying this. This Christie-Barrett uh, combination, you're, you're pretty pleased with that? Yeah, I am. Yeah, and, and it's very valid. I think the depth that we're starting to create um, in that position uh, is, is, you know, very positive for the future. I'm a little bit unsure about Fakatava, if I was perfectly honest, Benny, um, because I'm not sure of his game management. I mentioned that earlier in the show. But I thought Roygaard, mm. I was unsure about him. But given the jersey and obviously with TJ being out, I think he's really grasped uh, that um, and, and he's doing a great job. Uh, you know, and equally, if I'm Aaron Smith, I'm not happy about sitting on the sidelines at the moment, to be honest, because the way that Brad Webber's playing, uh, he's just giving him more and more rope. You know, it's obviously out of his control. But uh, yeah, I, I feel that Brad Webber's very close to being our, our Premier Nine at the moment. Um, I guess probably just to finish it off, you mentioned the blues and the combos, and I agree with you on all of that. The nine ten, the, the loose forwards. I'm still not convinced about twelve. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you and I are sitting in the bar having a few pints after that blues game, and and Roger, two of us, a shit came in, and I was thinking, oh shit, okay, yeah, probably a couple of times, sort of said, I'm not quite sure about you, but um, 
you know, that's probably the one area where they've, they've not really got a massive amount of consistency out of. Like, I'm wondering whether or not he is where they want to go and the direction they want to go in. Yeah, I think that's, you know, that was, we haven't seen a lot of him. That was game one uh, yeah. last week, and he had to, he did, he did 10 minutes in the, in the, in the yellow chair um, for a misdemeanour. So that, and then he was sort of subbed after that, but the, the game was away then. The, the Blues had sort of, they were pretty comfortable. I think with Roger, he, it's just time. And as, uh, as much as I've played in the, in the midfield, uh, I mean, the, the, um, I think someone like Roger uh, being in the, being between the likes of Barrett and having Rico Iwani outside him, I mean that's what that's a fantastic sort of breeding ground for him and learning where he needs to be and, and feeding off those guys. He's just going to need time in that in that jersey. I think that's the best backline for the Blues on paper, uh, and it, and it's going to need to uh, stay together. So I'm I'm convinced that's the right position for him at, at this point because how do you move him to the wing? I mean in the midfield. You know, they'll have to do some more shuffling uh, and then someone else misses out. Like, a, you can't leave Talia out, you can't leave Caleb Clark out, you can't leave Peter Fetter out. Um, so, you know, he's actually in a position where he's obviously the number one in that 12 at the moment across a, an immensely strong back line. So mm. I think it's, it's a good a good spot for him at the moment. Yeah, good stuff. Ben Castle, thanks very much for your time today, sir. Uh, really appreciate it. Go well, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon here on the Bunnings Trade Rugby Run.